The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G. This is your forum for exploring and discussing challenges that are faced by public and nonprofit leaders. And now, here's Dr. G. Good afternoon, and thank you for tuning in to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. Today we will be talking about using appreciative inquiry to capture successes, envision and bring to fruition a brighter future. With us on today's show, we have two outstanding guests, and I'll start by introducing them. Jenny Fruma is the Associate Director at the Alpert Jewish Family and Children's Services and the Jewish Residential Family Service in West Palm Beach, Florida. She's licensed as a clinical social worker and a mental health counselor, has board certification in geriatric counseling, and is a national certified guardian. Ms. Fruma graduated from the Catholic University of America in Washington, D.C., where she earned a master's degree in social work. She also holds a master's of science degree in education from Old Dominion University in Norfolk, Virginia, and a bachelor's of science degree from the University of Cape Town, Republic of South Africa. She has taken classes toward a Ph.D. in social work at Barry University in Miami, Florida. Ms. Fruma developed and set standards of, for many of Alpert Jewish Family Children's Services programs, including the Centralized Information Referral and Assistance Program. Welcome to our show, Jenny Fruma. Thank you so much, Valerie. Okay, and our next guest is Angela Blanchard. She's recognized for her pioneering work in asset-based community development that focuses on human, social, and cultural strengths of emerging communities. Since 1998, she has served as president and CEO of Houston-based Neighborhood Centers Incorporated, one of the top 1% of U.S.-based charitable groups serving 250,000 clients annually through 60 locations in the Houston and Gulf Coast regions. Neighborhood centers achieve outstanding results in a number of public service initiatives, including community schools and place-based education programs, immigration and citizenship, outreach and advocacy, senior services, economic development, tax services, and recovery services coordinated in the wake of devastating natural disasters. Angela Blanchard has been credited for developing a powerful transformational model that holds important 
implications for community development efforts throughout the nation, including the Gulfton Promise neighborhood of Houston, one of the most diverse and densely populated communities in the country. In Gulfton and elsewhere, neighborhood centers use an appreciative approach that helps identify what is right with neighborhoods and the people who live in them and uses that as the groundwork for building vibrant, sustainable communities. Welcome, Angela. Thank you, Cheryl. Thanks for inviting me. And now here is the host of our show of Leadership Matters, Dr. Cheryl G. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Valerie Wright, our associate producer. We Thank appreciate you. your introducing our topic and both of our guests for the day. And Jenny, as well as Angela, thank you so much for being on the show today. My okay. pleasure. Yes. I'd like to start with asking uh, Angela to just share some of your thoughts about appreciative inquiry as an approach to planned change. Well, Cheryl, a few years ago, probably seven or eight, we began looking for a new way to study the neighbors that we were so fascinated with, the people that we were founded to help. We saw them as extraordinary people with huge aspirations, people who had come, some of them from other parts of the world, in the hopes of creating a better life for themselves and their children. And inspired by their aspirations and their goals for themselves, we saw ourselves as needing a new way to tell the world about them and to generate support for them. So. When we found appreciative inquiry, what we heard and and the kinds of questions that you're taught to ask is we we saw ourselves, we we stumbled on something that that allowed us to ask the things that we most wanted to know and for people to share what was dearest and most important to them. When we began doing that, we were astonished, and now we say the change begins with the first new question, because when we engage people around what matters most to them, what's most dear to them, what they'll do anything to achieve, what they've sacrificed for, then you get this inspired, motivated connection, uh, people to people, and a community-building effort that really uh, has a life of its own. So uh, when we undertook to do that in the Gulfton neighborhood, that was a neighborhood where everyone had seen only problems. The neighborhood had been studied and studied and studied for what was wrong with it. The high school dropout, non-English speaking, uninsured, immigrant, et cetera, et cetera, always from the standpoint of the lacks, gaps, needs, wants, and what was broken. We changed the story that the people living there are told about themselves. We changed the story we told about them, and that led to so many more changes. Fabulous. And and I'm going to um, maybe underline, I think what I kind of heard you emphasize, and that was the change began with the first new question. You asked a new question, and right. in that question you found a lot more possibilities and successes to build upon. Is that that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Um, when, you know, traditionally in this country, I mean, for decades, we've created whole systems 
designed to discover the the what's missing in people and in communities, particularly in low income communities. We said, you know, what's wrong with these people? We've we've even trained them to tell us what they don't have, not what they do have. So when the first series of questions were asked by the first kind of pioneering group of uh, staff that went out to this neighborhood with a new perspective. Those first questions were, what makes this a good place to live? And people had trouble even hearing that question because they had they had already adopted what the world had said about the neighborhood, that it was dangerous, that it was bad, that it was crime-ridden, that it was a troubled place. So... And those those first pioneers said sometimes we had to ask the question three times before they heard the new question. But then when they answered it, this whole new story unfolded, a story of people connected through tradition, a story of people connected in their passion for their children, a story of people that helped one another every day in a myriad of ways, each contributing to our, to their neighbor what they could those things that would help a neighbor get to work or something that would help a neighbor with their child or a way of teaching a neighbor how what it meant to live in this country and how to navigate our system. So this whole new picture of connectedness and belonging that no one had seen before kind of came to the surface. Fabulous. Love it. So it's really the appreciative inquiry process begins with finding um, strengths and success stories to really explore and build upon. And I uh, love the example that you've given us. Jenny, you want to jump in and maybe add anything else about your thoughts as it relates to appreciative inquiry as an approach to plan change? Well, of, of course, uh, we went through a really formal process here at the organization, but having learned from that, we've been doing a lot more informal things as we're out in communities through our civic engagement models in particular. And I, I cannot emphasize enough as well how refreshing it is, even though it takes a while for it to penetrate, that we really are looking at asset-based and how much different this is as a positive approach. Mm-hmm. to identifying talents with you know within organizations of individuals as well as the community at large and i agree with you um andrea that for too long we've focused on a deficit model where are the gaps what's not working why isn't it working let's try fix it great and so i i'm loving the nexus here with regards to the um and and really the emphasis around the asset based I think is how um, Jenny framed it, which is very consistent also with the genesis of the appreciative uh, inquiry pr- process, which I'm going to refer to as AI. I know a lot, many people may know it as AI. Um, yes. And uh, very wonderful with regards to just kind of starting a process. Out. You know, they say the, uh, a culture becomes the stories we tell. And so it's how are we, even as practitioners, impacting the culture simply by the questions we're asking and the stories we're asking them to share and tell. Exactly. That's really important to just think about. So, Angela, I'm going to ask you just to, uh, if there's more you'd like to share regarding your organization's experience using Appreciative Inquiry to really bring about a transformation in the community that you serve there in Houston. Well, 
you know, I love what you said. In the stories we tell and in the things we ask people, you know, we become mirrors with what we're interested in. And what we hold up to them becomes the, the way they see themselves. So, you know, this can sound to people who haven't done this work, haven't asked these questions and haven't seen these changes. It can sound really soft and like, are you serious? Can you do this? You know, what about where there are real, really serious problems? And, you know, every time I'm asked that question or every time I reflect on this work, I'm reminded of what it was like to sit across the table from people newly arrived in Houston from New Orleans after Katrina. And if there was ever a time when the temptation was powerful to focus on what was lost, because it was huge. And these were people in the early first days after their arrival here. And I saw our staff sit with those people and begin to say, tell me about the friends you have. Tell me some of the things that you were able to save. Tell me about, do you you have a car? What do you have? And inventory for them, those things that they still owned, the connections they still uh, could find, the people they knew about. And it it was, I saw people change the way they sat in the chair and change the, their faces change and their life come back to people who really, really were um, in the in the in the most profoundly traumatic situation. So, I think the I think what's what's not often understood is this isn't positive thinking. This isn't putting a positive spin on a difficult problem. This is looking at things squarely, as tough as they might be, and saying, now, let us, let us talk together about what we can use to work our way to a new place. Mm-hmm. So um, I loved what Jenny said about undertaking a formal process to, to change the organization and uh, I've, we learned so much from doing this with the people we work with in communities that we brought it in-house. And it sounds like she knows a lot about what it's like to change the organization with AI. Yes, and I'm going to ask uh, Jenny to share a little bit more after our break. We're going to take a brief commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to hear a little bit about uh, that from Jenny with regards to her experiences in using AI, and then break it down a little bit more so that our listeners can understand with regards to how do we go about, you know, what is the, what are the steps and how do we go about really um, engaging in an appreciative inquiry process. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email drg at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of 
San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Get ready to lead in today's ever-changing, diverse community and global market. Attend the Advance. Improve your cultural competence, ability to lead inclusion initiatives, and effectiveness in serving today's diverse community and global market. Join thought leaders from across the nation, June 2nd through the 4th in San Diego, for The Advance. Log on to www.theadvance.org. That's www.theadvance.org to learn more and register. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. And we're back with more on Leadership Matters. Today we're talking about using appreciative inquiry to capture successes, envision, and bring to fruition a brighter future. And with us today we have uh, two fabulous guests, Angela Blanchard, who's the President and CEO of Neighborhood Centers in Houston, Texas. Uh, Thank you so much for being with us, Angela. Thank you. And Jenny Fermer, who's the Associate Executive Director at Alpert Jewish Family and Children's Services in West Palm Beach, Florida. Thank you so much for being with us, Jenny. My pleasure. Thank you. Jenny, we're going to ask you just to share a little bit about your experience with the use of uh, appreciative inquiry in your organization or community. Sure. So it's really interesting, Andrea, to hear you talk about how you brought AI into the organization and did some things internally with it. We started the other way around. Uh, for many years, and I've been at this organization, it's a nonprofit private organization for the past 26 years here in Southeast Florida, and every year we have a retreat, and every year we have a facilitator, and every year we work with the board, and um, it's been going on for years that we usually do a SWOT, we usually revisit kind of governance, and I really wanted to do something different, and so actually part of an executive leadership institute with the University of Michigan and the Alliance for Children and Families I met Dr. G, and after talking with her for a while, our board agreed to have Dr. G come in and actually do with us um, a sustainability blueprint using AI as a model. And uh, we engaged, um, it was voluntary, obviously, as AI usually is, and we involved and engaged our internal community as well as stakeholders of the organization and volunteers and our board of, board of directors in a full day, actually it was a day and a half process, and came out with a blueprint um, that looked at the board, a vision element, um, as it spoke to customers, uh, those people for whom we're here to serve, uh, business processes, etc., um, and some of the other things we're learning in growth, financial and political support. It was a very positive process, and I think it um, really brought together um, 
looking at common ground because of those stories and because of thinking beyond what is to the possibilities of what might be and not getting hung, hung up on those things that usually create barriers of thinking, yeah, but um, it, it just doesn't lend itself to that. And I agree with you that it's not just positive thinking. It really is looking what is and discovering what, how, maybe even how we got there. But the, the focus that I really enjoyed and I think has helped us as we've gone back and looked at the blueprint we did this last February is even now being able from the lens of AI going, wow, look at what we've accomplished. And if we haven't quite met all of our goals, like what are the possibilities now given the resources that right. we have? So what I really like about the process is the valuing and honoring of um, the, the, again, I come back to talents and assets and the resources that people, because it's primarily people yep. that bring. It's, it's kind of the full voice participation of what could be that um, makes it possibility focused. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing um, that, Jenny. And it was a pleasure working with you and your organization. Angela, is there anything you'd like to add in response to what Jenny just shared? Well, I was thinking about how powerful it is when um, you do engage a board with that approach and community members, and then you begin to engage, engage donors that way. And then in our case, we found that we had to hire differently and that we had to interview differently for the people who came to work here. Because in addition to all the professional qualifications, we wanted to know what inspired them and what they cared deeply about and the ways in which they were connected and all of the same things that we were looking at as we worked in neighborhoods to build vibrant, healthy communities, our purpose uh, for existing. These were things that we wanted to be able to have a conversation about um, it, when, when, when people came to work here. So... After a time, um, it just became almost uh, natural to all of us to uh, to look first for those strengths and assets, to look first for what people could do and could contribute, and um, and then to build that shared that shared possibility um, vision for that for what could be possible if we used what we had and, and worked toward it. So I think the I think the thing that was really profound for us as we moved out into the world with this story is that when we had been always raising money as a nonprofit, I mean, that's what you do. And, and so much of the time the message had been uh, it, we're taught to tell people what the need is and how serious it is and how badly people might be hurting and um, all of which is often so true. But when we moved out with a news story about why these were people were so special and their aspirations and what they wanted to work for, why they were worthy of investment, um, you know, I remember feeling some sense of trepidation that we were really putting on a brand new uh, picture and how was that going to work. And it was amazing the response that we got from donors who had spent so much time hearing about the needs growing greater and greater and greater, and now they were hearing, but here is what's so 
wonderful about and so worthy about investing here. And the um, the response was really incredible. I mean, people just, you know, would be, you know, teary-eyed saying, oh, this is so different, and I so want to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, and I think that in my what I hear you really describing is the power of language and yeah. how you're able to create new images. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just as true as those of hardship and struggle, mm-hmm. that's also true, but this huge part of the story was being left out, and that's what people were willing to do for themselves, what they were already working on, um, what they valued. And so, it, it, you know, I think it's... Um, you know, very interesting that you can start anywhere with this. Uh, you can start with how you hire. You can start with a board retreat, which seems a wonderful place to begin. You can start with a community. Ultimately, though, I think if you begin with uh, integrity and sincerity and genuine curiosity, you'll you'll get a transformation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm, I'm really enjoying um, the conversation and, and just the nuggets um, that each of you are bringing out and and just the thinking behind um, even the um, challenge that we as nonprofits um, face and even the, our community members with regards to the public sector and getting others to support our story. And so often the story has been one of here's the gap. And so to be able to tell the story anew with regards to, wow, here's our story of successes and here's our vision and here's why you might want to enroll in supporting us in creating this greater space of success um, is another way of really kind of going about our, our, our business, our task in that area, um, that's just a whole new way of being. You know, I can think back to the initial years, my initial years as an organization development consultant and using some of the conventional um, data gathering processes that really was the, you know, um, you know, what's going well, what's not going well, and what can we do to help make things better. And you right. kind of, people are scratching their heads with the what, what's going well. It's almost like a rhetorical question. People don't have much on the tip of the tongue that they want to contribute because they're all waiting to the what's not going well question gets asked. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then you yeah. never get out of that bucket. Right. And so you spend I, this entire time, you know, pulling together yeah. and, and just overwhelmed with all this negativity that it makes it very difficult to keep the energy up. It makes it very difficult to keep people engaged. It's, it can feel very hurtful and and yeah. uh, it's just a whole different way of sitting in the world. And so to be introduced to the appreciative inquiry process and then um, begin to see just the difference and the transformation it made, not so much in the intervention. The intervention literally begins for any of us in our OD world. We kind of know when the questions, as, as Angela said, when that first question is asked, just to see the transformation that happens with the energy in the room when really yeah. what we're asking in the AI approach is, hey, what's, you know, what are the strengths? What are your greatest successes? What are your proudest prouds? And, and yeah. listening and building on those stories. Right. And, Just, and in a completely different setting, in our gated communities here in Florida, in Southeast Florida, I mean, there's this real myth that everything exists for all people, you know, who are older adults, and, and it's quite contrary to that because we have long wait lists for service and in these appearing to be resort communities there are a lot of people hurting and financially hurting and emotionally hurting and caregivers and they will all become invisible Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. 
So our ambassador program, which is actually a strategic model, has 82 ambassadors representing 20 gated communities, and their focus is aging in place. And for the first part of our work with these 82 people, there really was a focus on, well, we don't have this and we don't have that, and you know, right. the governor does this and there's no this and there's a long wait list, and we started asking those questions. Yeah. And it turned it around. Yeah, yeah. It makes a huge I, difference. Yeah, I call the, the old way. It's kind of a cul-de-sac of misery. Right. Right. Round and round and round you go. Mm-hmm. And then the only way out of that is with a new set of questions. Right. And, and really we get what we're asking for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, heard, mo- uh, I heard it. Yeah, I heard one uh, AI proponent say, we are used to saying, um, I'll believe it when I see it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, the new, of course, what we learn is we see it when we believe it. Yes. When, when we believe about people, no matter their age or economic circumstances or the neighborhood they live in or their struggles, when we believe about people that there are strengths and assets uh, waiting to be discovered, uh, you know, that there's something there to be built upon, when we believe that, we ask those questions, we see it. Right. And so the the images of the future emerge out of the past. It just changes it. That's right, because we kind of take them from this space of examining, you know, the strengths to build upon to really envisioning what else can be, what's that next level of success, Mm -hmm. and then moving from that space of visioning to brainstorming possibilities for bringing that vision to fruition Mm -hmm. because it's so focused on both those elements of strengths and the elements of the vision or the future, there's a positive energy that gets infused in the process. And even just talking about it here, Dr. G, I can actually feel myself like getting excited about it. Yeah, I feel like we're, uh, we sound a bit like evangelists, but, but we, we ought to sound that way because we, we do know the power of this. And, uh, you know, one thing that was crossing my mind is how many of us, if we make a mistake, we will spend hours examining what went wrong from start to finish, every detail of every step of every part of every process that didn't work. Mm-hmm. And uh, what, what I learned it's not, it, about doing things this way is when we apply that rigor to where our proudest crowds, as you said, Cheryl, uh-huh. when we apply that same rigorous kind of examination to that, gosh, we find amazing things. We say, well, this is how it worked when it really worked. What about that can we take forward? What about that should we do again and again? Who owns yeah. that? And we, when we, you know, in after disasters, when we studied in Houston, we reflected back on in, what allowed Andrew, us I'm to respond. Comma right there, and we come back, I'm going to have you pick up. We're going to move to a commercial break, but we're okay. not going to lose the rest of what you're saying. So we're going to come back and hear the rest of what you're saying and then move into... Um, the steps of appreciative inquiry and hear back from Valerie Wright some questions that she's received from our listening audience. So we'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. 
Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email Dr. G at dr.g at innovations.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Get ready to lead in today's ever-changing, diverse community and global market. Attend the Advance. Improve your cultural competence, ability to lead inclusion initiatives, and effectiveness in serving today's diverse community and global market. Join thought leaders from across the nation, June 2nd through the 4th in San Diego for The Advance. Log on to www.theadvance.org. That's www.theadvance.org to learn more and register. Income Property Investment Talk with Peter L. Mosca provides those of you eager to invest well in real estate with the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus is to help you maximize your real estate investment dollars. Listen live to the brightest minds in investment real estate every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter L. Mosca, where America learns to invest. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. Thank you for staying with us on Leadership Matters. Today we're talking about using appreciative inquiry to capture successes, envision, and bring to fruition a brighter future. And with us today, we have Angela Blanchard, President and CEO of Neighborhood, House, of Neighborhood Centers Incorporated out of Houston, Texas. Thank you again for being with us, Angela. Thank you. And Jenny Fermer continues to be on the line as well. She's the Associate Executive Director at Alpert Jewish Family and Children's Services in West Palm Beach, Florida. Thank you so much for being with us, Jenny. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. Yes, and our Associate Producer, Valerie Wright, um, has also joined us from the Neighborhood House Association, and she'll be reading questions from our uh, listening audience in just a moment. But before we transition to Valerie, we're going to ask Angela to go on and finish up her thought that she had before we went to break. Well, we were we were talking about how we study um, uh, when we are proud and when we've succeeded and examining with that same rigor that we usually apply to mistakes, uh, examining our successes in the same way. And I was uh, thinking about when in Houston we've reflected on what enabled us to welcome people uh, affected by Katrina, what allowed us to respond. And in, in that examination, we found what actually makes it possible for us as a community of of nonprofits to respond to many things. And we said, well, now knowing this, what else can we do with this capacity absent a disaster? So it became, it's very important to look at when we succeed, how we did it, who was in the room, and what we contributed. That was really a moving experience for us. 
Yeah, fabulous. And four steps, just real quickly for our listeners for Appreciative Inquiry. We start with identifying successes and uh, really studying and trying to leverage our assets and building upon them, moving into visioning and from visioning uh, with regards to what else could be, what are the possibilities, transition from that to what we call a design stage, which is really brainstorming possibilities for bringing that vision into fruition. And then the fourth stage is destiny, and the destiny stage really focuses on looking at what was brainstormed in that design stage and really kind of coming up with an action plan, you know, to have some commitment to bring those things that were envisioned in that second dream stage really to to fruition. We say a dream remains a dream until you put an action plan behind it, and once you put your action plan behind it and implement it, it takes you to your destiny. So uh, just a really quick overview of the process. (laughs) And uh, Valerie, we're going to ask you just to come on in with your questions now. Okay. Hi, Dr. G again. Um, We have a call from Brenda in South Carolina who says, as the director of a small nonprofit, Our culture suffers from low morale, and things are often seen as negative, and people are defensive. How can I begin to use appreciative inquiry to address these issues? Fabulous. Uh, Jenny, you want to maybe get a step first? So I think when we're part of an organization, there are periods of time that we probably as a whole, as an entity, may go through a period of feeding low morale, and and it's oftentimes, um, you know, all the pressures, and we can list, list after list of all the reasons why we have low morale, and then try and go about problem solving. And I think AI offers a complete 360. Um, or or I should say 180, it's not a 360, because it's just the opposite of problem solving. You're not trying to identify and diagnose and then problem solve. I think really are bringing people together, um, people with low morale in this this example, um, and really focusing on capacity and focusing on assets, uh, trying to tap into when was it a good time, because when it's problem-focused, it's that cul-de-sac that I think Angela spoke about. And so when you really think about the pragmatic piece of it and how is this accomplished, I think it's through dialogue. It's creating space to bring people together, mm-hmm. but not to talk about how bad things are and how horrible things are. And then we haven't got raises for three years and that our caseloads have grown, you know, twofold. It's really about what makes us a great organization, Right. No, absolutely. And I can uh, share with you, when I initially came on board with the Neighborhood House Association in San Diego, that was one of the things our president uh, wanted uh, me to work with with regards to addressing uh, morale. And uh, one of the ways of kind of going around and trying to understand what was happening was to use the AI approach to really ask um you know, key questions with regards to what do you appreciate, kind of use an appreciative inquiry process. A year from now, if things were better as relates to morale, what would be happening? And then we asked, you know, what would be your recommendations? Um, What could we do in order to achieve that vision that we want to see a year from now? And that really kind of gave us some clear um, 
some clarity around what was appreciated, so we wanted to continue to do and build upon. It gave us some um, clarity with regards to what employees wanted to see, as well as some recommended actions that we could then say, okay, here's what we can do to help make things better and to put somewhat of an action plan together and to also be able to come back a year from now and say, okay, here's what we've done and um, benchmarking our successes based on, you know, our outcomes really become what portions of that plan have we been able to implement. And as Jenny said previously, it's a iterative process, so it's like you don't do it right. once and then think you're over because right. you haven't done everything. So you right. go back and say, okay, now what do you appreciate? What else can we be doing? You know, a year from now, things were looking better. And then you kind of continue the whole process of continuing to build on, on um successes, identify additional opportunities, and, um, and you know, keep on keeping on. But it, it's all about generating, you know, solutions and trying to work with solutions, knowing that the change is not going to happen overnight, mm-hmm. but incrementally bring it to fruition, mm-hmm. hopefully a brighter future. And, and I, th- I think, Cheryl, I, I have a particular interest in human capital kind of management. Yes. And I think that, that when we think about um, employees, we are talking about human capital. And while I believe they are our greatest assets, I also think that we have to, through appreciative inquiry, also try and understand why and how they are invested in us as an organization. Yes. They invest in us. We may experience them as assets, but they're not going to be there unless they are invested. And so it's trying to tap into those questions and trying to understand what it is about them being in this organization that makes the difference. Yes, wonderful. Love it. Valerie, did you have another question from our listening audience? I do. This question is from Kyle in Florida. He says, I'm a community organizer working with families living in some pretty difficult situations. As I work with them, how can I support them as individual families using appreciative inquiry to change their perspective and how they identify their circumstance so that they will work more diligently to change it? Great. Angela, you want to try to uh, maybe give a stab at answering Kyle's question, maybe give him something to think about? Well, uh, first of all, I feel for him because I know when you're coming into a community from the outside, when you're invited to help the perspective you bring is you, you want somehow to be uh, a part of easing some pain or suffering. You're, you're thinking some people are hurting and what can I do to make it better. I think the new community organizing framework that is an appreciative framework is, is holding up that mirror. That's the first and most profound thing. It's, it's the power of the question you're asking. And when you're looking at people who are in some difficult circumstances, the job is not to, to in excruciating detail, like when you go to the dentist office and you say, my tooth hurts, and he bangs on it a couple of times and says, oh, this one, you know, that's not the job. <laughs> the, jo- <coughs> the job is really to say, tell me about a time when things worked here. Tell me about someone in this community that is there for you when you need help. Tell me about somebody, tell me about something in this neighborhood that when you see it, it makes you feel at home. Tell me about a time when you saw someone perform some incredibly generous act that really helped the neighborhood. These are the kinds of questions that 
provoke a community to look at itself in a new way. And even, and I, this is the thing that I, I really came, this is when I became, I think, a true believer, is I saw it work again and again, no matter how dire the circumstances, no matter how difficult, there is some mother finding a way to nurture her child's reading There is some father finding a way to earn extra money. There is a neighbor caring for an older person because they can and want to. There's a grocery store manager who welcomes children, who's the the person whose smile everyone wants to see. Those people exist, and daily, day after day, they're doing something that makes that a good place to live, Mm -hmm. even with the hardship. And those things... They're not just nice. They're absolutely necessary for change and for survival. And when they're lifted up so that people can see them, um, it's profound. Uh, People begin to look at one another and possibilities in a new way. And they they start to join together about the projects that they want to see done. And, you know, we often say, you know, what can I do to help you? At the end of these questions, we begin to look at the people we're wanting to help and see how extraordinary they are, and we say, what is it that you can do to help you? You know, what is it that you can do to move this forward? If you don't like this, what can you do using all the skills and strengths you have to make it different? Mm-hmm. Excellent. Wonderful. You know, really um, emphasize what you've kind of shared with us with regards to the appreciative inquiry approach can be used um, in one-on-one coaching, can be used for facilitating and um, grouped positive changes within an organization or a vast community. So, uh, and it all starts with what Angela, you said, it's that powerful question. And it's the question with regards to that drives what we're going to get as a response and what we're going to trigger people to really begin to think about and then have as a core to build upon. So um, loving it. Thank you so much. Uh, Valerie, thank you so much for bringing those uh, questions from Kayo. And who was our first question from? Brenda. Brenda, I want to thank both Brenda and Kayo for sending those in. And uh, how can our listeners send in questions and um, topics for the future? Okay. The number to call for questions is 1-866-472-5790. That number again is one eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero, or they can send emails to Dr. G at Innovisions dot org. That's dr. dot g at Innovisions dot org. Fabulous, Valerie. Thank you so much for coming on and and bringing the voice of our listeners. Appreciate thank it. You. <laughs> Okay, we're going to take a a quick commercial break, and then we'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. Get ready to lead in today's ever-changing, diverse community and global market. Attend the Advance. Improve your cultural competence, ability to lead inclusion initiatives, and effectiveness in serving today's diverse community and global market. 
Join thought leaders from across the nation, June 2nd through the 4th in San Diego for The Advance. Log on to www.theadvance.org. That's www.theadvance.org to learn more and register. When you are trying to establish your financial plan, there are all sorts of variables that you'll need to take into consideration, from the ever-changing economy and markets to investment risk and your own financial needs. How do you manage all of it to find a plan that will work for you? Tune in to The Insightful Investor with Bob Pugh. We'll help you iron it all out to help you stick to a financial plan with the knowledge that you need. The Insightful Investor is broadcast live Mondays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email drg at dr.g at innovisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. Thank you for um, tuning in to Leadership Matters today. We are just enjoying this conversation on using appreciative inquiry to capture successes and vision and to bring to fruition a brighter future. Um, Angela and Jenny, I'm just going to ask you during our final time together to just maybe reflect and think about lessons learned and final tips that you might share with leaders out there that are considering or that you think they should consider as, regard, as it relates to using appreciative inquiry to capture successes and vision and bring to fruition a brighter future. Uh, Jenny, would you like to go first? Um, sure, and and I, you know, was just listening to Angela earlier and, and thinking to myself, wow, it's just remarkable how passionate we can be about AI. I would say go for it, and the reason I say that is because I think as leaders we need to also figure out how to make our neurons work differently, and it's not a science. It really is a process. And all of us know how to ask questions. And all of us can work at trying to find, when I say the right questions, I don't mean that there's a wrong question, but it's asking that first question. And it's really future-oriented. It's what can we become. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And it engages people. There's that full voice of participation. And it's also an ongoing process. And sometimes we as leaders tend to uh, be a little concerned because we are forced to be in the real world. 
so outcome-oriented, so achievement-oriented. But this is a transformational process. Jenny, I don't hear you as well. I'm not sure why. Oh, sorry. Can you hear me better now? I can. Yeah. So I was just saying, Dr. G, that this is a transformational <laughs> process. It, it doesn't really have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And that uh, usually as leaders, we're in the place where we always are having to be accountable and benchmarking. And this is part of that process. Mm-hmm. But it's transformational. It takes time. And you also have the opportunity of engaging people. There's no one right answer. And from that perspective, it's very refreshing. Mm-hmm. And so I say go for it. Excellent. Thank you, Jenny. How about yourself, Angela? Well, I was thinking about how a lot of change strategies, they're, they're, you know, when you, when you start to think about them, they're very expensive and there are elaborate uh, protocols and approaches and techniques and new forms and a whole new language and, a, and staff that have to be trained. And, and you know, we began small, and, and I, I want to emphasize how important it is, how possible it is to start small to start anywhere and then learn from it and take it throughout the organization. And this can be done. Uh, this Recently, I, I was in a, a community that's recovering from Ike, and they said, well, if we were to do this, and as we, as we think about recovery and, and for our city, uh, would we need a, a whole, you know, do we have to hire a lot of new people, and then do we have to train them, and then they'll have to go out and start all over and ask them. And I said, Oh, no, <laughs> you know, especially not as tired as all of you are. Um, you can just start. Uh, you can start with a few people in a room and a set of questions. Um, the staff here say uh, everything began here with six people and six questions. And um, those people went out and said, today, we're going to do this differently. And they brought back what they learned, and then it changed the next set of questions and so begin anywhere. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. I love it. And, you know, I can um, think back to seeing managers that were simply on negative feedback overload as it relates <laughs> to just their own style and, and uh, right. they received just so much um, negative feedback and that um, it almost paralyzed them from being able to move forward and do something different. And so to even think about that with executive coaching, with leadership coaching, or even in a manager that is in a space where, um, as our caller said, um, kind of dealing with the situation with low morale, um, mm-hmm. to, to get a whole lot of, um, of uh, you know, what's not happening and so on and so forth, brought up without um, a complement of possible solutions can just be overwhelming. And so I think from an organization yeah. development perspective, it is just um, powerful. It is so powerful when it creates such a shift to be able to sit down with a manager who's, who's having a challenging time and say, you know what, what you are doing well is this, and, you know, a success you have had is that, and how do we build on that? And in the future, your next level effectiveness might look like this. How can we support you in getting there? Let's brainstorm some solutions. It just shifts the whole energy into a space of um, 
possibility thinking. And I think it's so much richer and so much more uh, productive at the individual level, at the group level, at the organizational uh, team level, and certainly at our community level. So I'm a huge um, fan of AI, if you haven't picked that up yet. (laughs) And I think there's so many um, resources out there. You could just Google uh, Appreciative Inquiry and get our AI and get a lot of information just to begin to read about the approach because um, I think it does a world of good for us to really be um, grounded in evoking each other in a way that allows us to see our and build upon our strengths and envision possibilities and begin to plan and think about how do we use our energy to get there. Any um, uh, final thoughts from either of you? Um, This has been wonderful, and I so appreciate the conversation and the opportunity to learn from the two of you and and also to be encouraged that there are others looking at the world through this lens. Fabulous. Uh, Thank you so much, Angela. I really appreciate your being on our show today. Jenny, any final thoughts from yourself? I well, I found myself, and I wasn't kidding, like really getting into it, and and it changes my energy level to know that you can create. It's the reality's reality, but that you have the opportunity of of really focusing on areas of mutual topic to to discover strengths and passions. And I guess the passion piece of it is, I think, so squelched too often. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so um, we all have unique attributes, and uh, discovering those and how we create the system and the future is, is important. So I've really loved dialoguing with you around this. Thank you for the opportunity. Yes, and thank you, Jenny, for being with us. I want to uh, just put a plug out there for the advance that's coming up here in uh, San Diego in June. The advance will focus on um, helping leaders think about strategies, come up with possible solutions regarding leading race relations, cultural competence, and inclusion um, initiatives. Um, to, to find out more, please log on to www.theadvance.org. Again, that's www.theadvance.org. Thank you so much uh, to our listening audience for tuning in. Please join us next week on Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for more on how you, too, can make your leadership matter. Thank you again for tuning in. Leadership Matters with Dr. G is broadcast live every Wednesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a wonderful week and make your leadership matter. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.